Hey everybody, this is Scott from Extraordinary Adventures again, coming to you with the 14th episode of EA Radio. Uh, first, just wanted to say that I've got my phone ringer turned off, my computer's turned off, my other phone ringer's turned off, my cuckoo clock is turned off, my dogs are all asleep, so hopefully we can sound more professional on this episode. We'll get it figured out one day. Anywho, so on to the show. I'm entitling this one, You Don't Go to a Neurosurgeon to Fix Your Teeth, also known as Use a Travel Specialist. So first, let's define what a specialist is, just a dictionary definition. It's a person who concentrates primarily on a particular subject or activity. A person highly skilled in a specific and or restricted field. So basically, this is me now, not the definition. Basically, it's someone who knows more and more about less and less. Kind of a jokey way to think about it, but that's what it is, really. So let's, let's, let, I'm going to use this, um, the medical example, because that's when people think of specialists is one of the things they think about is uh, medical specialists. So I'm going to use that analogy throughout this episode. Um, with a general practitioner, they have eight years, nine years, whatever it is, of, of, of studies and exams, and, and they're proficient at being a general practitioner. So they know a little bit about a lot of stuff. And you're going to go to them when you have issues, whatever, um, some of which they'll be able to handle, and some of which they'll realize their limitations, and they'll say, hey, you should go to a specialist. You should go to a neurologist, neurosurgeon, orthopedic surgeon, uh, you know, a skin doctor, uh, you know, whatever. They'll make that, that re referral. Um, and sometimes, if you have an HMO as opposed to a PPO, I think that's how that works, you can just go directly to the specialist because you already know, hey, this is probably above what my general practitioner can do. Same thing is true in travel. There are some what I would call like common cold travel things, like booking you on, let's say, a Royal Caribbean cruise. Not the hardest thing to do. Could you do it on your own? Yes. Are you probably still better off um, having somebody help you with that? Just like a, an all-inclusive vacation in the island. Could you do it on your own? Yeah, but do you really know every cruise line out there? Do you really know every um, uh, uh, all-inclusive out there? And what would be a best fit for you? So, you know, honestly, why take the chance? You're better off using uh, a travel agent, travel professional, um, even in those cases. Just much like the uh, the, the common cult. You could self-diagnose yourself. Self-diagnose yourself. You could self-diagnose. Um, and you could self-medicate. But is that really the best course of action? Maybe. In some cases, maybe. But in other cases, you know, it might be worth it to get a little expert advice. So that's, that's the general practitioner example. Um, but if on the other hand, you absolutely know that you want to get, you know, a nose job. If you're going to get a nose job, you're not going to your general practitioner. You got to go to a, 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 a myofascial surgeon. I'm not sure who does that, actually. But if you're going to go for a nose job, you go to the nose job doctor. Likewise, if you're going to do something extraordinary in travel, you're going to want to go to a specialist. And more importantly, again, you're not going to want to go to a neurosurgeon to fix your teeth. Both neurosurgery and dentistry are specialties. If you want neurosurgery done, you go to the neurosurgeon. If you want dentistry done, you go to the dentist. So the same thing in travel. Um, for instance, I'll take, I'll take the negative against myself. Um, I don't do West destination weddings. It's a very complicated travel plan. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving cogs in that, in that, in that uh, travel plan. Um, not my thing. There are people that do it great, and, and I'll refer to them. Um, but what I do, what I specialize in, 
is, and I'm going to read this quote off my website, culturally authentic, locally immersive European adventures for the curious middle-aged explorer, alone or with friends, but always on their terms. In other words, my plans are highly customized. I provide a high level of concierge service to my clients, um, but it's when they want to go to Europe. Uh, specifically, I do Germany and England, but we can here handle the general uh, European countries. You, you could put me somewhere for Europe. You could put me above a general practitioner, but when it comes to Germany and, um, and uh, England, I would put myself in the neurosurgeon category. Those are the couple of countries I know, England, Ireland, Scotland, and then, uh, then uh, Germany. That's really my thing. So come to me for destination wedding, probably not the best guy. Come to me for Germany, definitely the best guy. So you see the difference between why you would use, not just using a travel specialist, but a travel specialist who specializes in what it is that you want to do, what, what your destination is, or what type of travel you're doing, whether it's group travel or solo travel, whether that's going to be a cruise, an expedition cruise, a river cruise, an ocean cruise, a, you know, there's a million different specialties. You're going to want to go to somebody who knows that well. So what do you look for when you're looking for a travel specialist? First, passion. If you call somebody for their free initial consultation and they sound like a dud, what makes you think they're not going to be a dud the entire time through? I don't know about you. I don't like working with duds. To the contrary, if you get on the phone with somebody and they sound passionate about their travel, they sound passionate about you know working with other people uh, in their travels. Um, they sound passionate about their destination. They sound the passion is just clearly there in their voice, and more so than that, they don't sound like the professional's been doing this for twenty years. Even if they have, they don't sound like that kind of person's like you know, taking you for granted. Oh yeah, sure, we can help you, blah, blah, blah. No, every new client is a great opportunity for a travel agent, travel professional. Um, and that's how it should sound. They should sound like they don't take you for granted. They, they're happy that you're calling them. So those are the things you look for for passion. Uh, there's a, a bazillion other things you could look for for passion, but just remember, not a dud, somebody passionate about travel itself and then helping you with your travels. Um, the next thing you might look for is, is natural talent and learned skills. So natural talent, not something anybody can do about it, but there are things that we're just, we have the knack for when we're kids. You know, you, if you think back to middle school, high school, there were kids that just were good at numbers. So you knew they were going to do something, math, finances, accounting, whatever. There were people who were good um, actors, actresses. They were always so dramatic. And you, you could see maybe that's going to be a Broadway show performer. Um, people that were athletic. There were people that had certain knack for things. And I'm going to take myself as an example here. I listed in, you know, I wrote down a couple of little things that I was good at as a kid. And one of them is my gift for gab. I can talk. I can talk. I can also listen. So like that rapport, that empathy of, of not just talking to talk, but talking to hear what the other person is saying and, and having that back and forth, you know, where you really feel like you're connecting. That gift for gab, um, and, and, and that's kind of why I also love England, Ireland, and Scotland, particularly the Irish in that case. Um, my goodness, they, they will talk your ear off and they will listen. They want to know about you, and, and, and they'll tell you their story, and they'll want to know your story. It, it, they're amazing, and, and that's one of my talents. Another one of my talents is in my in, insatiable curiosity about our world. I've always been that way. Um, from a little kid, you, you, you ask my parents about the we, – we traveled as kids. You know, they, they took us around the world. Um, I just – I couldn't get enough. I just couldn't get enough. Um, I said my rapport with people, but I, that kind of goes back to 
um, I gift for gab for people that I connect those two together. Um, I also have a never-ending yearning to learn more. I constantly want to know more and more. And like a specialist, I like to know more and more about less and less. Um, I really, 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 really want to know everything there is about Germany. I have a friend who lives in Berlin. I have a friend who lives in Bavaria. I would love to know more about Germany than they do. Um, you know, it, I, I didn't grow up there. I don't know um, if that's going to ever happen, but I'm going to try my best. Um, and then the last thing I thought about as a kid, that my risk tolerance was always very high. Um, and my embrace of adventure was always very high. Um, no, I really wasn't the most athletic kid, but I was the first one that, you know, if we were out on our bikes together in the neighborhood, I'd be like, hey, let's go a little further. Let's go check it out. Yeah, parents are not going to yell at us if we go another block. Like, I would always push to go somewhere new and exciting and check out something different. That was always my thing, and that's the way I look at it still. X, X amount of years later, I'll just say it, like uh, 35 years later, now that I'm, I'm 44, um, that's still the way I approach the world. Uh, there's nowhere I wouldn't go. I'd go to Iran. I'd go to North Korea. Uh, probably shouldn't, and I probably won't be able to get there anytime soon, but I would go there. I mean, I have that adventurous spirit to just about go anywhere. Antarctica, Iceland, you know, the, the, the Gobi Desert. It doesn't matter if it's hot, cold, snow. I want to check it out. I froze my butt off in the Alps. Been there, done that. Don't really know if I want to freeze my butt off in the Alps again, but it was magnificent. It was truly extraordinary to be up there. That's the kind of person I am. And that's the kind of the kind of trips and the kind of clients that I look for. People who, like me, they're not adventurous. They're not, you know, you know, they're not uh, uh, mountain mountain climbing like up a straight cliff or 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 they're not um, you know snowboarding or they're not jumping off of things like um, you know, uh, cliff diving thing. Like, that's not what I mean by adventure. That's hard adventure. And I think I actually did an episode about that. I don't think I did. I did. It's called Soft Adventure. Um, that's what I look for. I look for people who want to go and get culturally authentic, locally immersive travels. Get off the tourist trap areas, get off the beaten paths, and see things that not everybody's going to see. So that's, that's kind of my what I bring to the table, just natural talent and learn skills, learning about Germany, going to Germany myself, which we're going to touch on going there in a minute. Um, learning about England, learning about the booking process of, of how to do that. You know, what, what's the best flight? What's the best hotel? Is it better maybe that you should do a river cruise? You know, what's the best way that's going to make your trip extraordinary? So that's the learn skills. And then the other thing is um, the artfulness. So you could learn stuff, you could have natural talent, you could you could be passionate, but maybe you're just not very good at it. I mean, it can happen that you're just not good at something that you're very passionate about. Um, but I mean, fortunately for me, my, my skill set, my passion, and my artfulness, my ability to, to get the job done are all in line. So I got very fortunate um, that that's the case. And that's what you're gonna wanna look for in your, um, in your travel specialist. And done the thing in that little area is their unique value proposition. So for instance, one of my unique value propositions, I like to use local guides, not those big 50 person bus tours, but let's, uh, I'll just name it for you. My friend down in Bavaria, his name is Jake. I know Jake. Jake knows me. When I send my clients to Jake, he's going to give them an extraordinary trip and I can rely on that. And the folks who have used Jake can come back and tell me, oh my God, Jake was extraordinary. That's my unique value proposition. You, local guides, I have another one that I like to use in London, uh, Amber. She is extraordinary. So that that kind of stuff, you wanna look for people who just have those little secrets and little tricks. Um, 
like maybe when you go to Amsterdam. Now, this is not one of my super specialties, but I, I know it, um, on the canals. Did you know that you could stay on a houseboat on the canal? Like, that's a cool little tip, cool little trick. Not the kind of thing maybe the general practitioner or even you yourself, the home user, would know how to do. Um, the next one, having personally experienced the trip, has your person been on a group adventure if that's what they're selling? Have they done, have they, did they do a destination wedding? Well, maybe they didn't have to do that, but have they gone to Thailand if that's their thing? New Zealand, have they, have they been on the expedition, you know, the Hurtigruten expedition cruise to the, uh, to see the Northern Lights? Have they done these things? If they haven't, it's not a hard X against them, but they'll be able to connect with you and your trip better if they've gone there. And, you know, for me, obviously, Germany and England are, <laughs> we, we have friends who live in um, England who we're actually going to see in 87 days. Um, yeah, my, my other friends in Germany uh, come and go all the time. We have a good connection to Germany and England. Um, and then the last one that I have is that they've personally booked the trip. So have they booked clients, other clients before you, to the destinations that you want them to book? Um, does it have to be the exact same trip? No, because if they're customizing trips like I do, all of my trips are custom to what my clients want, it's not gonna be the exact same trip, but have they booked something in the, in the neighborhood? So for instance, if I've done Bavarian bookings and somebody wants to go to Salzburg, which um, not a good example because I've already booked people to Salzburg, but you understand what I'm saying. If, if it's the general area, it's the same flights, it's the same time, of the, you know, time zone, I mean, they, they have a good sense. Um, if, 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 if you're from North Carolina, could you do something for someone in South Carolina? It's not a stretch. Whereas if they're in North Carolina, could you do something for somebody in Alaska? That's kind of a stretch. So there's a little bleed over in maybe some of the local countries that are around. Um, if they've been on a Viking river cruise, could they do a crystal river cruise? Yeah, probably so. So it doesn't have to be very specific, but they have to have done this before. So, you know, that's just scratching the surface. There are, those, are, I think, are the big ones that you're going to look for. The passion, the natural talent and skills, the artfulness, the unique value proposition. Have they personally experienced the trip and have they personally booked the trip? I think those are the big ones. Um, but again, there are more. Just, you know, the way I think about it, just think about how and why and when you would consider using that medical specialist and then apply that framework to your travel professional, okay? It's more than your hard-earned money that you're putting in their hands, remember. It's those precious moments of life. There's no do-over. There's no going back to a vacation gone awry. Whether that's doing it yourself, which you really shouldn't do, um, or hiring a professional, you want to make sure that professional doesn't mess up your trip. Even if you could sue them and get their money back, that doesn't get you your life back. Now you got to go and maybe try to do it again, but you can't do things over again. The, the you know the first impression with anything, you know, that, that old saying, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Do you really want your first impression of a destination to be muddied by apathy, incompetence, or inexperience? I wouldn't. So, since I know that you wouldn't go to a neurosurgeon to fix your teeth, I also know that you wouldn't go to some other specialist when you want to travel to Europe, in my case. That's my show. Very simple. Trying to keep it a little shorter. Last week it ran a little long. Um, if you have any questions, as always, scott at myextraordinaryadventures.com. Scott at myextraordinaryadventures.com. Uh, tell me your name, where you're from, and I will give you a shout out on the air. Um, and that's about it. So until next time, uh, this is Scott from Extraordinary Adventures. 
thanking you for tuning in, reminding you to share this show on Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is, Instagram that you do, uh, remi remi reminding you that um, I am now on Google Play and iTunes. You can find our podcast there, and I'll have the link in the notes. You'll also be able to find my podcast on my website. It's uh, on, on the navigation tab. It's called Travel Podcast or something. Um, so that's it. Get out there, spread the word, help everyone learn more about travel, and... Uh, and that's it. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Ciao.